You are listening to the Mary Jane Society podcast, brought to you by Studio 420, a cannabis-friendly marketing agency. I'm your host, Pam Schmiel, marketing director for Studio 420. Because the cannabis industry is so new, little consumer data is available that can be used for digital advertising. And programmatic advertising is expensive to use if you don't have the data to back it up. Today, we will meet the team behind Nextech. They claim to have the largest cannabis consumer database available in partnership with New Frontier Data. Nextech just released a way to track when someone clicks on a digital ad and consequently visits a dispensary to make a purchase. They can track a mobile device when it enters a dispensary and how long they stay. Finally, a method for marketers to justify and track digital ad campaigns. Let's meet the team behind Nextech, Toby Harwood and Max Moore. How are you doing? Nice to meet you. Good, good. Thanks a lot for uh, taking the time and uh, joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And having both of you is even better. <laughs> so let's start with, uh, so Nextech claims to be the, to have the largest cannabis consumer data available to the market. Can you tell us more about the company um, and your partnership with Frontier Data? How did that come about? And how did you both come to work for Frontier Data? I know it's a lot, but get us started. Yeah, sure. Um, well, Nextech is the, the ad, ad tech division of New Frontier Data. Um, which was launched in the fall of 2020. Uh, we saw the opportunity to launch a solution in the US cannabis market that focused on providing cannabis and CBD consumer audiences for brands and advertisers to leverage and use within their digital advertising efforts and campaigns, providing them the opportunity to, to deliver ads directly to consumers that we know are um, have a high propensity or, or previous purchases to, to, to their mobile devices with the goal to improve campaign performance. Um, and so, yes, Next Tech, Toby and I, um, we've worked together previously for about seven years. Um, and, you know, we, 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 we've come back together to, to, to work and launch Next Tech. So we've been, um, we've been at New Frontier Data uh, researching and then launching the next tech division, um, as I said, in the fall of 2020. Um, and we've recently expanded our proposition to include providing analytics and insights to endemic brands to really help them understand their specific cannabis consumer personas and identify who, in fact, their target audiences are so they, they can refine their marketing and advertising directly to that exact audience. And then most recently, in fact, just in the last two weeks, we're, we're really excited to announce that we've, we've launched Nextech Attribution, which I don't, want to, I don't want to go into right now, but uh, more to follow on that a little later. Okay, great. Um, so the difference between what you offer and if someone hires a programmatic company to, to do their ads, they can't really segment the audience to be cannabis confirmed cannabis consumers. They just segment to, oh, they like sports or they're, you know, this age group. Is that where you differ or you bring in? Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that, that's right, Pam. So um, 
traditionally uh, an advertiser will run a campaign through their agency or, or direct. Um, they will use a DSP, a, a demand side platform um, to, to run that campaign. And, and a standard campaign generally has two aspects to it. It has a media component and it has a data component. What Next Tech and what our proposition is to the, to the cannabis industry in the, in the US is that we want to be the nexus of, of that cannabis consumer data and audiences and insights and attribution. And so, um, you know, we're not in the media game. We're, we're a pure data um, provider to, to the market. And so um, all, of, all of our data is available across the the, the programmatic ecosystem. Um, Toby's going to talk a little bit, a little, little bit more about um, accesses, a, a, accessing our data um, in, a, in a little while. But you know, the majority of DSPs in the states have got access to our data, which they can very easily pull in the segments. If it's a CBD vape campaign, we've got a CBD vape um, segment and CBD archetype segments. They can pull in those segments into that, into that campaign and know that, that their audience is exactly what it says on the tin and target those ads to, uh, to, to those consumers. Is this mostly for companies that might have in-house people who run their programmatic ads or? So generally, generally when you run, run a, a digital campaign, you have a budget and you have a CPM, which is the currency we use, um, which is a volume-based currency for, for impressions. Um, and that budget includes the media and the data component. And then that budget, you calculate using the CPM to how many impressions, and that campaign will run um, on the websites, which are taking the media component, and the audience piece is, is the data piece, which is, which is ours. So it's, it, it, you know, it's not mouth-watering um it, you know mouth-watering and expensive it's it, it's 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 very reasonable and and it's standard in it's built into to, to as standard into into campaigns and also um i mean just having you hone in on the cannabis consumer instead of just you know people male men over 50 hoping there's half of that group will be interested in cannabis i mean i, I obviously see the big benefit of using your service to really um, hone in on, on an audience. Um, so actually that leads us to the next question, which is how does Next Tech go about segmenting um, the audiences and what are the archetypes out there? What are, what are, what are the groups and, and what group is the largest consumer base that you're seeing in the United States? Sure, so I'll, I'll feed into that piece. Um, so, I mean, if we take it back, um, in 2018, New Frontier Data were the first company in the global market to define the cannabis consumer. Um, it was led by Dr. Molly McCann. Uh, our, our research team conducted an extensive study through thousands of surveys uh, that, that resulted in the publishing of a consumer-based report, identifying these different personas, you know, whether they're archetypes or consumer profiles. Um, uh, yeah, so the outcome uh, of the publication really was sort of groundbreaking in, in this definition of the cannabis consumer. Um, that was back in 2018. Um, now, uh, it, we, we, in 2021, it's important to know that the team conducted a secondary uh, consumer evolution study. 
uh, that allow the comparison of how the market has evolved from 2018 to 2021. You know, when it comes to consumer product choices, trends, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So a, a lot changed between 2018 and 2021, hence the reason that we released this uh, consumer evolution report. Um, now, all of that data um, is totally available now, as Max mentioned, programmatically um, to, to be utilized. Um, to talk a bit more about the data, I, mean, I didn't really want to go sort of really deep into the taxonomy, but since you've asked the question, I think I should answer it. Um, uh, so our, our data taxonomy really has um, four sets. There's four, four pieces to it. Um, uh, the first piece is, is really about these archetypes and profiles. So uh, inside of, inside of this, this archetype and profile piece, you have it split out between THC and CBD. Um, in THC, there are 10 archetypes, uh, 10 THC archetypes. And inside of those 10 archetypes, there are 27 individual consumer profiles that make up these 10 archetypes. So it, it, it's, it's sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's quite granular at consumer profile level. Um, and then on CBD on the other side, um, you've got sort of five archetypes. So it's, it's slightly sort of simplified. You've got five archetypes in CBD uh, and you've got 24 consumer profiles, so a few, a few less. Um, and we've got loads of documentation. As I said, the evolution report really goes into each one of these archetypes and consumer profiles, you know, with infographics and you know, age, gender, household income, and, and all the information you could possibly wish for. But um, I think it's just important to note that we've, we, we've established the cannabis consumer, we've defined them, and we've put them into these archetypes and profiles. Um, that, that's really the first part of our taxonomy. Uh, the, the second part, um, uh, is in and around product types, as Max mentioned, you know, we're monitoring uh, um, uh, dispensaries um, and, and we're monitoring the, 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 the purchase behaviour of these mobile advertising IPs. So uh, in our product, product segments, we've got 10 product segments. Uh, these include things like, you know, flour and pre-roll for THC and you know, solid edibles, tinctures and capsules for CBD, but they're all clearly defined. And these are, the, the, these are consumers that have a high propensity to buy these products looking back over 90 days. So I think the, the, the simple way, the really sort of the simple way of buying our data, and I think probably the best use case um, when it comes to the, the data sets being brought in volume is really these product segments where brands can just go in, collect a product segment, and they know they're targeting uh, users that have bought or potentially buy those products. Um, the, the third piece um, is, is uh, in and around dispensary visitors. So we've got these dispensaries mapped um, and we've got lots of clients utilizing um, just dispensary visits. So we've got them mapped um, in one month, three months and six month tranches. So they're based on visitations um, and they're at state level. So, you know, um, if, if, if you were a dispensary, a bricks and mortar business and you were looking at you know, uh, 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 running a campaign, obviously you could target users that have bought certain products, but you could also target users that have visited dispensaries in your, in your state over the last month, last three months or last six months. So that's, that's quite a cool uh, data set. And then I guess the last data set, the last piece of our taxonomy is um, interest groups, you know, um, as well as these 8,000 North American dispensaries we've mapped. Um, there are 970,000 other locations that we've mapped. 
and you know whether it's a a, a golf course or a um, a beauty parlor or a cinema or whatever it might be um, and and um, we've got data segments of about 209 interest segments that, that are related to locations that these maids have visited and, um, they're, they're actually used quite a lot and I think um, really sort of to bring color to that, it, I think it'd be good if I used a, a, maybe a couple of use cases um, from clients using our, our data sets. Um, I mean, the, the one that always comes to mind um, when, uh, when, when we're discussing use cases is, is cbdgolfer.com. Um, they've seen a huge amount of success um, targeting, first and foremost, the product segment. They target uh, uh, CBD capsules as a product segment. Um, but they've also seen great success in the last few months uh, targeting all five CBD archetypes. They're targeting our, our full CBD archetype segments uh, and then overlaying golf enthusiasts on top of that. Um, and that's obviously people that um, consume CBD and play golf because golf courses are max. So that's quite a good use case. But um, I think more sort of the endemic um, dispensary um, uh, customers or clients would probably, you know, I mean, a good example would be targeting maybe flower and pre-roll as product segments. Um, and in addition, maybe targeting, you know, the, the um, last month's dispensary visitors in the state they're in. Um, you, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, which ones, are, uh, which segments have been brought the most. Um, I mean, we, we've actually got, we've actually got, um, we've got endemic and non-endemic brands using our data because they're they're, they're traded programmatically and are available across most buying platforms. Um, so, um, uh, so I, I would I would probably have to say um, um, our THC archetypes are consumed the most when it comes to sort of data purchases. Um, then, then, I, then I would say after THC archetypes, it would be these product segments because I think because of their simplicity and accuracy. I, I would imagine people, marketers have access to these reports before they create their um, advertising, you know, strategy and messaging, um, you know, what they're going to put out there um, based on all this information. And then also to go state by state, since we are only selling and promoting within each state for a specific brand. And there's so many different uh, cultures and different types of people and habits state by state. So to be able to um, to get that granular is is really amazing. So how, how do you collect and identify your data? So when we um, when we came together to, to to launch Next Tech, we we identified that we wanted a data set that was going to be informed by location. Uh, by point of sale, because New Frontier data, traditionally, we've got our research team has a number of relationships with, with those point of sale systems in the dispensaries, as well as our consumer data, which, um, you know, we're, we're leading, lead, leading the market with. Um, so we decided to enter into an exclusive agreement within the cannabis sector with, with a leading location data provider. Um, and this allowed us to, to triangulate just shy of about 8,000 dispensaries across the states. Um, and, and that location data is accurate down to about two to three meters on the ground. So, so we can track 
a mobile device into a dispensary, we can track how long they spend in that dispensary and we can track when they leave that dispensary. Um, and as Toby mentioned, we're also tracking 970,000 other, other locations as well. Now, you know, what this means is that we are tracking and layering on top of that location data, about 470 million devices, of which we profile 160 million devices into our cannabis and CBD consumer audience segments every single month. Um, and so we can identify devices visiting the dispensary and wherever we can, we can leverage our point of sale data, the, the, the partnership data, in order that we can associate product purchase data um, wherever we can to an individual device. So allowing us to then segment those consumers um, even further into, into all of our audience segments, et cetera. So to sort of, sort of complete the loop on this, you know, every month our data scientists conduct their analysis, they apply their consumer social science and layer on their additional sort of methodologies and populate our predefined segments with 160 million um, device IDs every single, every single month, which, which, which is available for targeting and refreshed, as I said, every, every, every single month. Does that, does that answer your question, Pam? Yeah, I, it, it just went a little bit over my head as far as how you're capturing this and, you know, get, getting all this data, but that's okay. I just, it's amazing technology. Um, will the whole issue with uh, the internet and cookies not being available, is that affect Yeah, your... so, so, so that was another decision um, which we took pretty early on, pretty early on uh, that we knew there was going to be a risk of cookies going away. And so we were very focused on um, on mobile IDs. And so when I when I talk about device IDs, just to sort of clarify maybe a, a few of those points in in the last question, um, every single mobile device that's a, a mobile a mobile phone or or a tablet has a unique mobile advertising ID, and we call these in our industry maids mobile advertising ID, and that's a unique ID. And so, you know, when that device is on, um, it, we, you know, we've got obviously permission from, from the user, double opted in. Um, um, that's been done at um, app install with a location provider. And, and so, you know, we track these devices and, and um, we can, you know, we, we can um, um, look, to, look to connect that with the POS transactional data if they go into into those dispensaries does that make sense? okay yes that that just cleared everything up yeah for me yes Perfect. for the non-techie person um so how can advertisers access your um audience segments to include within their campaigns Tobe, do you want to take this one yeah absolutely um so i think we, we, we've got our data um, um populated and pushed out um, to, to two major DMPs, and that, that stands for Data Management Platform. Um, so our, our data is hosted in these DMPs. Uh, the, 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 the two are loaded in live realm, um, and from there, the data is made available to the majority of the industry buying points uh, where audiences can be easily added you know, to digital campaigns. Um, 
the idea here is obviously that the, the, it ends up being, you know, the campaigns are hyper-targeted to mobile devices and known purchases, you know, improving overall goals to improve campaign performance. Um, but in addition to, to locally and live, live ramp data management platforms, uh, we also have an integration with the Smart Ad Server, um, which uh, their, their platform is actually called SBC, Smart Buy Connect. Um, in addition to these off-the-shelf segments, we can also push custom segments through any of these connections. Uh, you know, we've made the data readily available to the endemic and non-endemic marketplace, as I mentioned earlier. Since you're mostly working off of mobile data, is this your services best used with dispensaries? It's a great question. Really good, really good question. And I think, um, I think it's an important uh, question to, to uh, distinguish the both. Uh, both sides. Um, what we're seeing is, in fact, um, we're seeing that uh, CBD brands are leveraging traditional e-commerce direct-to-consumer methods. They're selling on their websites, they're installing that e-commerce e module and selling direct-to-consumer. While cannabis THC products are skewed heavily to being purchased offline in dispensaries and from delivery services. So we have got two, two distinct offerings um, to, to, to really service the CBD um, brands that, that, that are they're looking for traffic to their, their e-commerce and websites to, to, to sell their products. Uh, we offer audience insights, um, reporting to them. Um, and, then on, and then on the THC side, obviously with, with brands um, and, and, and the consumers going to dispensaries, um, we've got an, another whole, um, you know, dispensary, um, so dispensary analytics, the attribution piece, which we've yet to talk about, um, and, and, and this tracking of, of, of um, the mobile IDs that we've been, we've been talking about into and out of dispensaries, it, it all comes in, in that part. So, you know, there is a distinct strategies, but we service both of them, Pam. Okay, great. Um, right, that is so true. Yeah, CBD um, definitely here I've noticed is, is doesn't seem to sell in stores as much and you don't really even see it offered in stores as much. Um. As Max mentioned earlier, um, we offer brands an online uh, audience insight report. Um, I mean, this report allows a brand via their website the opportunity to understand the personas of their visitors. You know, we great case for, for, for the CBD e-commerce um, part that you discussed. Um, you know, we help, we help them identify the specific cannabis and CBD consumer archetypes and profiles, you know, who visited their site. But more importantly, um, purchases of their products via their banking page. Uh, these valuable insights help identify the customer's makeup as well as inform which next tech audience segments are best suited to include in any digital marketing campaign. Uh, it's important to note, uh, I guess, um, that brands also use these insights, the, the, this, this audience insight report, um, for lookalike uh, strategies. Um, you know, if, if you understand your consumer group, you can target similar personas, uh, you know, and curate the correct messaging to speak to each audience group. Um, we, we've got brands across the board really uh, achieving fantastic results utilizing our insights along with specific data sets. It, it, I think the, the insight report really speaks to our taxonomy. Uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier, you've got these archetypes and profiles and 
that's all very well and good, but you know, it, it's it's knowing which consumer archetypes and, and profiles come to your site or or visit your dispensary. When you've got that information, uh, then you can target those data sets using our taxonomy. So they go really well, sort of hand in hand, the insights, analytics, and then utilizing the the, the specific data sets. Um, we, I mean, we've got we've got that this this online audience insight report. Um, um, but we also work with dispensaries and you know and, and sort of retail clients, you know, the, the bricks and mortar, um, uh, and it's it's a similar report to the the online report, but obviously it's offline. Um, but we off, we offer um, competitive market reports uh, for sort of dispensaries and bricks and mortar clients. Um, uh, the report in, you know, provides valuable insights on how a dispensary is performing against other competitors. Um, we offer market share analysis along with dispensary visitor lead table, you know, all at state level. Um, interesting enough, we, we find so many businesses in our space are very, very interested in what's happening over the fence, you know, and, and really wanting to better understand the market share. So um, the bricks and mortar sort of competitive market report um, is available for, 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 for any client offline that wants to understand their audience and, and uh, you know, and understand their market share. Yeah, I could see, you know, other companies wanting to know what their competitors are doing because, you know, we're all making it up as the plane is flying and, you know, we're trying to figure out what's the best way to go and you don't want to reinvent the wheel. So I'm sure that's very valuable um, analytics um, reports. So you um, mentioned earlier um, that you are launching a new attribution solution. Um, can you tell us about that? Absolutely, Pam. Yes, we're really excited to have launched the first technology agnostic attribution solution for the US cannabis market um, earlier on in February, connecting online digital activity with offline dispensary and retail visits. Now, I just want to talk a little bit about what I mean by technology agnostic. You know, that is that our solution works across the entire digital programmatic ecosystem and, and is not limited to a single platform or technology. Um, so we can track and report on consumers who either just view or click on an ad online and then consequently visit a dispensary or retail outlet offline, attributing that, that, that working, that visitor to that digital campaign online. Mm. And, and, and just to add into that, um, over Q4 of last year, uh, we tested our attribution solution with a few multi-state operators. Um, and these M MSOs experienced solid results, um, you know, attributing to their digital marketing activity. Uh, but more importantly, um, you know, in the, in, in the end, sort of really adding value to the, to the return on ad spend. Um, I, I guess I guess the idea of the attribution report is 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 to result in more door swings, you know, and better yielded, higher performing results. Oh yeah, wow, that's interesting. Um, so, what does the setup look like for attribution? Um, yeah, so I, I mean, when it comes to sort of the setup, setup, and um, uh, there's two ways to do it. I mean, we we provide pixels to be implemented into the creative and the create and and the campaign landing pages uh, during the campaign setup phase. So we issue pixels to be added. Um, we would then provide the report after the campaign attribution window is closed at the end of the campaign. Um, the, the other option, which we're finding um, uh, quite a few brands are doing, is rather than pixel um, 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 
they, they simply schedule an email from the buying platform they're using, you know, showing the daily campaign delivery metrics. Um, and I think there's, there's both points, both the pixel and, and just receiving a delivery report uh, go into this thing being, you know, the product being fully tech agnostic. Um, so it's available you know, to the whole market without any restrictions. It, it can work across any platform. Okay. Um, and then um, the last question, I, um, I would love to know, and I'm sure our audience would love to know, and everybody's always curious about what trends are we seeing in the marketplace? Is there anything just kind of off the top of your heads that you see? You know, I'd certainly say that um, 2022 is the year that we are seeing um, um, CBD brands and, and, and cannabis brands, they're having to compete. Um, the marketplace is getting getting really quite busy, um, and and their traditional, I suppose, in their first first uh, first phase of their launch into the market, they relied on email marketing. They re they relied on you know word of mouth, re repeat customers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think this year is the year that we are seeing these brands having to having to go into the next phase of their marketing plan and and. Uh, adopt digital advertising uh, to, to 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 compete, and you know I think that I, I think that it's it's really worth noting that the that the market is is um, for for advertising online in cannabis is quite restricted. Um, you know many of the ad tech giants, including Google, the, the Googles, the Facebooks, social platforms such as Instagram, they've all taken a view that. As cannabis is not legal on a federal level, they have to implement significant restrictions when it came to anything related to cannabis advertising. And that naturally has created challenges for the entire industry. So, you know, we saw that as an opportunity and that was one of our levers for, for launching Next Tech. And I think we're seeing now more and more brands actually starting to be aware of trying to identify who their target customers are, who their, who their target personas are, um, and, and, and move into that sort of phase uh, on, on both the THC and, and, and CBD side. I also think that, you know, the, the, the trend uh, that's going on uh, with legalization and recreational, um, you know, the East Coast, there's a lot of expectation of those East Coast states, you know, New York, New Jersey. So, um, uh, you know, I think that, that, that people are looking forward to, for, for those markets to open um, and, and, and develop as well. Anything to add, Tobes? I think the, the, the competitive conquesting is, is, a real, is a real thing at the moment. Um, uh, you know, everyone wants to find out, um, as I mentioned before, what, what's happening over the fence. Um, but really to understand what the growth um, uh, places and positions are. Um, and, and accountability, finally accountability. I think the, the attribution model um, that we've built um, is, 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 is really, so it, it's, it's market leading, um, tech agnostic and market leading. It's really gonna help brands um, drive um, store visits, you know, connect, connect this online world to, to offline visitors. Um, so I, I, I would say that, um, yeah, I think our, our competitor market um, share um, report, uh, along with attribution, really sort of uh, speaks to these two um, growth places. Yeah, okay. So yeah, now that I'm thinking about this, you know, a lot of dispensaries use uh rely on like the google my business to make sure they have that page all set up because 
just to 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 be able to grab the um, the consumer who's uh, you know searching on their phone, you know closest dispensary near me or whatever. But I love this new attribution model to uh, zone in on the I guess like the local consumer to drive traffic to their website. So if I'm searching online somewhere, just doing my everyday thing on the internet and somehow the, these ads that you provide start popping up and telling me about a specific dispensary in the area to drive me over there. I can really see that being um, a, an additional solution to grab people that are not searching for dispensary. Uh, really. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if you can attribute a door swing or, or a dispensary visitor to your online campaign tactic or strategy, um, you know where to spend your money. You know, you understand which tactics are working, which tactics aren't working based on them having a direct effect on, on visitation. So, yeah, I think it, it really just it just helps it helps um, digital marketing uh, be more efficient. Yeah, that's yes, that's exactly it. It helps digital marketing be more efficient. That's that's the key. That's fantastic. Um, thank you so much. Um, I know that you um, did offer a promotion to our listeners um, that are interested in attribution. If you want to tell us about that, we really appreciate sure. that. Yes, we're offering everyone who's listening um, to this podcast um, their first campaign uh, attribution campaign for free. Uh, that's up until um, the end of the quarter. Um, if you want to reach out, Toby and I, um, and just uh, let either of us know that you've listened to the podcast and you wanted to follow up on the on the opportunity, um, that will be enough to um, to to activate your free campaign. So come talk to us. Um, we're available at www.nxtect.com. Thank you so much. I'll include all your contact information, website in the show notes, and um, how to contact um, you specifically for this offer. And I really appreciate your taking the time, and I just learned a lot, and thank you so well, much. Thank you very much for, for inviting Toby and I, Pam. Really appreciate it. And, and, and the, uh, the yeah. listeners out there um, enjoyed, enjoyed the cast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.